This week on the Roommates Podcast. Nobody wants to seem shallow, so they don't want to come right out and talk about what kind of car you drive, where part of town do you live in, what do you do for a living. And but it but if you kind of take it in its entirety, it it is pretty shallow in yeah. some ways, right? Because it's like it's so specific to the point that you know, women in their list, they don't realize you're talking about like not even 1% mm. of the male population. How long we been saying this? <laughs> right? We've been saying this for and, a while. And I tend to be kind of like, um, mm. I'm a real factual type of person. Mm. You know, I like I like stats. I like research. I like, you know, I like real, what's real, not imagined. And yeah. so by the time I would listen to women, um, it was like, where am I going to find this? these dudes? Mm. And then she's maybe a solid six. And... And you're talking about a man who's a 10 plus, right? <coughs> Top shelf dude. And he can date a supermodel. Yo, what's good, world? It's your boy, Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to The Roommates, a worldwide community of individuals united on the values of becoming holistic health, kindness, togetherness, and a thirst for knowledge. Also. Also, also, also known as... Uh, best hour of your week. Where you are entertained like a stand-up. Educated like a TED Talk. And enlightened like a sermon. What's going on, player? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? I'm good. You got the, you got the, hey man, listen, listen, man. you got the shades on today. I, I see you trying to hurt him. Hey man, listen, listen. God's been good. Okay. All right. <laughs> see that Patreon money started to kick in. Chipping and handing You childish. Um, but you know what, Chris? What's up? As you know, people have been. Sending us a lot of messages. Well, actually, it's not a lot of people. I, I want to clarify. Okay. It's like a small minority. Yes. And are you the kind of person if someone, if a hundred people tell you something nice and then one person tells you something bad, you think about something bad? I always look at the bad comments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Chris's voice. But all right, well. <laughs> it's ridiculous out here. But yeah, I'm the same way. So one of the most reoccurring negative comments is our lack of representation on the show. Oh, yes, of, yes. Of season three, to clarify. Season yes. one, it was all it women. Was all, it was all women, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, man, for a long time, you and I have been working really hard to find some really amazing women. We have. And shout out to Stefan, La Bossiere, La Bossiere, however you say, I always, always, always butcher it. Make sure you get his new book, Find Love After Heartbreak. Yes. Because I asked him, what are some amazing women in the city? And he told me about our new roommate who's coming on the show. Mm. And listen, I went on YouTube <laughs> to look her up. Yes, you did. And I saw a video. <laughs> <laughs> and if I'm telling you, preaching to the choir, I was so in love with this video. I put it in the group chat. Yes, you did. Yes, I you put did. it in the group chat. Yes, and I said, we are going to have her on the show. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was no question. It was already booked, planned, and in motion. So after a couple of months, we finally have her on the show. And I'm really, really excited to bring in 
the one, the only Rebecca Lynn Pope. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I'm blushing. Oh. <laughs> They're talking about me. I'm like, hey, talking about me. <laughs> so, Rebecca, we know who you are. So, yes. for our audience who don't know who you are, can you give us a bit of an elevator pitch synopsis about who you are, what you do, and all that jazz? <gasps> Wow. So I'm a former matchmaker. That's where a lot of people uh, refer to me when they think about some of my videos, especially around dating and love and the whole world of relationships, right? So I'm a former matchmaker. Um, I became more involved in healing, emotional and spiritual healing. That came directly out of dating and mm. love coaching and matchmaking because people are jacked up. Mm, big facts. And so <laughs> I, I, over the years, evolved into healing and spiritual work and began to help people deal with their deeper issues. And then what do you know? People fall in love and get married mm. and, and have really great relationships when the inner stuff starts getting worked out. So it was kind of an evolution. Um, but I'm really well known for the the information and the videos I do around love, men, women, relationships, yeah. things like that. But I work with people kind of on more of that emotional and spiritual level. Awesome, awesome. And mm -hmm. you said you were a former matchmaker. Former matchmaker. So what was that like? It sucked. Wow. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. I hated it. For anyone who is genuine, and I'm not throwing matchmakers under the bus. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love some of people I love the most are matchmakers. Love them. But the industry itself is one that um, you very quickly learn that people who hire matchmakers are looking for that dream situation. Mm. And... You're, they're they're trying to fulfill the list mm. of of requirements they're looking for, and so they feel that in paying a matchmaker, this is what they're buying. It almost felt like like I'm supposed to be making men in a lab somewhere, mm. like creating these perfect specimens, yeah, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, um, what you're asking for doesn't exist, mm. and if it, did, oh, we'll get to that. You know, <laughs> if, if it did exist, he wouldn't want you, mm. you know. Mm. And, oh, and, Jesus, no. and it's like. <laughs> You know, and vice versa. My male clients were the same way. You know, it was like, I mean, it was ridiculous. And mm. it was like, dude, but yet you're saying women are gold diggers. But then you want a woman who's so far out of your league that the only reason she'd be with you is because of your money. But then mm. women are gold diggers. Mm. So it's just this vicious cycle I saw kind of in the human psyche that it was just like some things are really flawed in our modern, modern society of how people approach dating and their expectations around. And the video that I did that you guys were referring to is specifically, mm. I had a nightmare client, mm. a nightmare. There was about two or three of them, but one in particular was a nightmare. And I just was like, these women are crazy. <laughs> well, you want to, can you repeat that? I'm, sure, I'm not sure everybody heard that. I, I mean, and I think when I did that video, it was kind of a rant, you guys, because mm. I mean, it was that bad of an experience for me. Mm -hmm. And and it was literally that flip side. I think I got to see the side of some women that maybe only men get to see mm. when they <laughs> when a woman kind of loses it, you know, and goes off, mm. or you see that other side mm. and mm -mm. the image, mm. the the pretty, mm. sweet, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at these women like what happened? Who are you? I thought you were just this wonderful, sweet, loving, and kind. And, oh, and I couldn't understand why you were single. Yeah. And now I'm like, sure. I get it. Like, you know, and, and, and so matchmaking 
I was very naive mm. going in. Um, I, I say this all the time, guys. Really, really big-hearted, good-hearted women hang out with other really big-hearted, good-hearted women. Mm. And a lot of the time we have a hard time understanding that when men are talking about how bitchy women can be mm. or how conniving or manipulative or shallow or superficial, women, good women feel very offended by that because mm. we're like, what are you talking about? I'm a good woman yeah. and I do my best and I'm honest and you know, and I'm they're out here genuine and they don't operate that way. Yeah. But there's a whole other demographic of women mm, mm, mm. that definitely operate that way. Mm, mm, mm. And so good women kind of have a hard time realizing that because they don't really understand typically because good women run in packs just like barracudas do, <laughs> like literally. So I think, you know, there's some disconnect when, you know, really good-hearted, spiritually grounded women and good-hearted, spiritually grounded men are trying to communicate. Both of them have had really bad experiences mm. with that opposite demographic. Mm. That's my, I know that was a long way. No, that's amazing. <laughs> um, where would you like to start? <laughs> I think I would like to start with like, if you know you have a client like that male or, male or female, mm -hmm. like how do you like dig into that? Like is it starting with the healing process or? Mm -hmm. like That's how I started my healing programs. That's how I started doing healing courses because I realized I couldn't just, I, I tried initially to take these people at face value and say, okay, their intentions are good. They're really wanting a wife or a husband. And I'm from the Midwest. I'm down to earth. Which uh, Ohio. Ohio. Oh, you're okay. Born in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I'm down to earth. I'm I'm my values are very grounded, yeah. right? Very well balanced. And my father was a pastor, you know, you, you come from the church, you know. So one of the things I realized very quickly was that people weren't really looking for a wife or a husband. Mm. Like I say, they were looking for this list of qualifications that had to do more with ego. And validation. It wasn't about love. Mm. It wasn't about true connection. Mm. Yeah, they they think that's what it is, but deep down, that's not what a lot of people are really looking for. So, can you break down what was the female list and what was the male list? The female list would be like a laundry list of things mm. that came down to height, um, income. They, of course. Nobody wants to seem shallow, so they don't want to come right out and talk about what kind of car you drive, what part of town do you live in, what do you do for a living. And but it, but if you kind of take it in its entirety, it it is pretty shallow in yeah. some ways, right? Because it's like it's so specific to the point that you know women in their list they don't realize you're talking about like not even 1% mm. of the male population. How long we been saying this? <laughs> right. We've been saying this for and, a while. And I tend to be kind of like, um, mm. I'm a real factual type of person. Mm. You know, I like, I like stats. I like research. I like, you know, I like real, what's real, not imagined. And yeah. so by the time I would listen to women, um, it was like, where am I going to find this, these dudes? Mm. And then she's maybe a solid six. And, and you're talking about a man who's a 10 plus, right? <coughs> Top shelf dude. Mm. And he can date a supermodel, mm. right? Because mm -hmm. that's going to be his mm. ideal is going to be this, some level, whatever his flavor of supermodel is, yeah. 
right? Vixen, whatever, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. be his flavor. Yeah. And and so it's kind of like women, I think a lot of the time don't realize their expectations are, are so ridiculous mm. just because the average guy, just your average guy is not 80% of those things. And so I put a lot of those stats in my book, my love and dating book. I put a lot of the stats around height, income, bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, that by the time you, you know, if a woman and, and, and part of it is also that women have just taken so many strides professionally and, and, and from an education perspective that in some ways they're running circles around men when it comes to income and, and education. And it's, and research shows that men and women tend to date on their level. They want to date someone who looks compatible to them even on paper so if you've got a woman with a master's degree or a doctorate she wants to marry someone who's a doctor a master's or a doctorate Mm -hmm. and so a lot has changed Mm. in the 21st century right so this is where we see the disconnect but a man's list is quite different Hmm. than a woman's list a man's list has men haven't really changed that much it's women who have changed a man's basic needs around his emotional needs being met and needing to feel like the man. Mm-hmm. When he, in other words, how a woman makes him feel yeah. is like so high up on that list. And then sexual attraction. Mm. I mean, literally, it's if a man is sexually attracted to a woman, there's practically almost nothing he won't do yeah. for that woman. Yeah, and. I, I had men, I, a lot of men I would meet over the years. What I learned about men was that I would have uh, people I knew, men I knew, architects, lawyers, and they're dating the serial college student. Mm. She didn't even have an income, <laughs> right? Yeah. She lives with three other girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, they're, they're dating the bank tellers. They're yeah. dating the waitress. Mm. You know what I mean? And I would be like, you're, but you're, you know, making all this money. You're an architect. They don't care <laughs> if if she's sexy, if she's pretty, if they have good conversation, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. them feel good. That's they're it. like winning, <laughs> winning. I'm winning. Yeah. You know, if they like the body yeah. and they, you know, and she's pleasant to be around and yeah. cool and a little challenging, a little spicy, yeah. maybe. How like, she's like spicy. Yeah, yeah, I like a little, 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 like a little <laughs> bit of spicy, a little bit of edge, you know, not the drama, but mm. that little bit of edge, yeah. that's like a something. challenge. <laughs> that's a challenge. Yeah. But women, that laundry list just rolls mm. out, right? Men, and they don't understand, men don't have that. They, It's not as complicated for men. And men are, men get upset when I say men are simple. And it's like, I try to, t- I don't even say anything to people on my YouTube when men are saying, we're not simple. You make it sound like we're Neanderthals. We are simple. But, but <laughs> men simple. are so much Very binary. more simple yes. than women. Women, it's much more complicated. And so as women continue to go up, 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 their standards and expectations go up, up, up. Mm. So when I did that video, it was really about women. I, it was a very high-end woman, right? Because those are the women who are going to be hiring matchmakers. You're talking about that lawyer, that doctor, that woman who's got those degrees, that money, and all of that drives ego. So in her mind, she deserves this certain caliber of a man, but then they'll continue to get their heart broken because they keep trying to make it work with those types of men that they feel are a match, but those men don't really want them. Well, you mind? (laughs) So um, thank you for sharing all that. 
that that if you guys haven't watched the video, please go to her Look, YouTube. Page. Now wait, now, one thing I have to say because okay. women get mad at me when I don't give the other side of this right. Okay, is that because men are so physically driven, sex drive driven. Mm-hmm. Men are jacked up because if they get one or two experiences with a really, really beautiful woman, this now becomes their standard. Mm -hmm. They will begin to overlook a woman who's maybe a little bit more average looking who could be perfect for him. Of course. Right? But he develops his appetite for these gorgeous women who, in back to what I say, maybe it's his money that's giving him access to those women. It could be whatever, power, whatever. But at the end of the day... Men do the same thing, even with their short list, right? Yeah, they yeah. still get jacked up because now he's an average dude, but he wants to be with freaking, I don't know, who's the vixen models? Mm-hmm. Maury Harvey. I just said that. Who? No. Uh, I wouldn't go there, but it's, it's your list. Who did he say? He it's said, he said Steve Harvey's list. daughter. Oh, list. Steve Harvey's daughter. She's like... She's popping, popping right now. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you know, they want that that girl yeah. who looks like a freaking supermodel, but yeah. yet you're looking like clump. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, and I and people are like Rebecca, you know, that's so mean. You're judging people and how they look. No, we live in a society that judges by how people look, yeah. right? I mean, it's you can't get away from the fact that attraction is the very real first obstacle to people connecting. Exactly. No, and um, let me no, yeah, let me go ahead and share a little bit. <laughs> but I, I I loved your video. I absolutely loved it mm-hmm. because one of the things that I I saw from your video is that it it clarified for a lot of women the differences between male and female sexual attraction. Yes. And I'm not gonna lie to you. When I was a kid, that was something I struggled with. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that women liked men the way men liked women. Right. Mm. And then I started realizing that our desires are different. You can argue whether that's biological, evolutionary, whatever you can argue. It's it's just different. It's just real. And so what I found out is a lot of women would would define like they would judge themselves the way they would judge a man. Right. Mm -hmm. So they will say, well, I have a car. I have a house. I have A, B, C. I have these things. Why don't you want me? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well. That's nice. Right. <laughs> but in reality, mm-hmm. for male sexual attraction, those things are not swinging the pendulum in the way the attraction not will go to. And I love the point that you brought up about the bank teller. You know, mm-hmm. guys going after the bank tellers and waitresses. Because we made a, a point, Chris said it a couple episodes ago, that if you have an average looking woman who was a seven-figure lawyer, right? you know, and then you had a really beautiful woman who was maybe the accounting clerk, you know, at that law firm, right. you know, making mm-hmm. $35,000, $40,000. That's it's right. It's not even a question which one most guys are They're are going for the clerk nine times out of ten. Oh, God. And women don't get that, especially driven alpha female type exactly. women. They don't get it. And they, and they don't get it. And it's because they keep on thinking that if there was a man who was a lawyer and an account clerk, I would obviously choose. And I'm like, he's not the same way like the the wiring is so different and men i mean one of the things i would so many of my clients would be like you know i said what do you talk about on dates what is your conversation about you know and they're typically will lead with their business their education you know whatever it is they do professionally they're trying to impress him with their um accomplishments accomplishments. Mm -hmm. 
And I said, sweetie, you know when you're doing that, you know he's probably just looking at your boobs. <laughs> like zoning out, just kind of like looking at your, you know, your breasts, yeah. or your lips as your mouth is moving and he's not even listening to what you're saying. Because yeah. he's he's out on the date with you just because you have beautiful teeth and a and beautiful smile yeah. and beautiful eyes. Yeah. And I it, you know, it's just the difference between how women and men are wired. And so it's I believe it's one of those things right now that has brought such a huge disconnect between exactly, women and men. Exactly. Because I tell women, if you're really, really wanting to just attract more men, go to the gym. Oh my goodness gracious. Just go to the gym. Like if you're really <laughs> more concerned, like if if that is a priority for yeah. you and you're not gonna you're not wanting to just kind of wait it out, I guess, or yeah. you wanna really get out here and you wanna date because you wanna be married, work on your body. Work on your looks, yeah. get a makeover, exactly. right? Now that's and that's really simple advice. I mean, because at the end of the day, getting another degree is not gonna attract more men. It's Making not. more money is not gonna attract more men. They don't even judge like that. And and I had to even learn that in my own marriage, you guys. Like mm. I I'm a I was divorced, I've only been married three years. Mm. And so I'm coming in after being divorced for a long time. I'd been single for a long time. And we are these independent women and we you're used to taking care of everything and I got it and I'm good. And I had to come into my marriage and realize I was like, wait a minute, he doesn't really care how much money I make. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah. he could care less. He fell in love with Rebecca, yeah. not the titles, money, any of that. And it was like, and when I really got that for myself personally, and one of the reasons that I stopped matchmaking is when I met my husband. We started dating. I was still a matchmaker when we started dating. So you matched yourself? Much, <laughs> right? I mean, one of the things that I realized was that most of my clients would have turned down a date with my husband. Mm. And why is that so, Rebecca? Because he did not meet that laundry list of requirements that mm. these women had. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that's all women. It's not all women. But a lot of the time, it's it's a lot of women in different ways. It's it's different, you know. It's it, their lists vary, mm -hmm. but they don't realize that they're being super picky with exactly. some of the things that are on those lists. So my husband is just, you know, he was a simple guy. You know, he's a pastor. He wasn't rich. You know, he's tall and cute, yeah. right? <laughs> but it's, he didn't come with seven figures, you know, automatically. He didn't come, you know, he'd been divorced, you know, he already had children. Some of these things eliminate men off of women's list right off the bat, mm -hmm. right? He didn't have a doctorate degree. He was just this simple guy, you know, but he has a heart for God. Like on our first date, no lie, y'all, I was like, oh, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, well, give me the formula then. I mean, I was on my, on the first date, date i was mm. like he didn't know it yet but i was like oh he oh yeah he done he, we <laughs> yeah. go together yeah. like okay, he don't know you. it yet <laughs> but he ain't going nowhere yeah. that i mean i would i think that's kind of how dudes more are you know how exactly. you just yeah, how i hear I men say oh that there goes wifey that's wifey right uh -huh. there like and they mean that mm. they would see a woman they're like that's how i was with my husband i was yeah. like i had dated and dated when i met him i was like done yeah done case closed mm. but it i think a lot of the time you know, when it hit me that most of the women I was working with would have never even accepted a date with my husband. That was a, a reality check, mm. right? Because I'm seeing good man. I'm seeing a really, really great guy that would make a great 
partner that we can grow together and we have so much in common and we have so much fun. But a lot of women that I was working with wouldn't have been able to see that. They wouldn't, I mean, they would turn down dates um, with, with the people we'd match them with the men. They would turn down, they wouldn't even go have a drink. They wouldn't even meet them for a coffee. They would just take one look at a picture and be like, no, mm. where'd you find him? No. Mm. And I'm like, but he's 6'5", and he's a pilot. <laughs> and I'm like, I give up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I literally was like, I give up. Yeah. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. This is not working. This is not a viable business model, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. we're doing all this work to find all these great people, and they wouldn't even meet them. Yeah. So how can you know or how can you, you know, say someone is not right for you and you haven't even met them? I, I just don't understand that psychology. Do you do you think it's um, like the disconnect is more of women having too high of a laundry list or men not being accomplished enough? Hmm. Look at you asking that. I, I believe <laughs> that the average man is much more... I think that women put men on too much of a pedestal. Now, I know, guys, hold on. I say that. <laughs> because what has happened, because we live in a patriarchal society where the laws and rules that have governed society for so long have been created by men, you guys have a set of expectations you put on yourself, right? And literally, you've done a really great job of convincing women that you guys are like Superman. You got it covered. Mm -hmm. You don't even have feelings. You know, I have, I asked women, I said, do you believe that men have the same feelings that you have? Do you believe that men go through all the same feelings and range of emotions that you go through? And they're like, mm, no, not really, not exactly. I'm like, do you believe that men deal with rejection or low self-esteem or that some men have been abused in situations where their kindness has been taken for weakness and they've been taken advantage of. How do you think that affects them? Because if if we know women are so verbal, we're so vocal, right? So we know how women feel about these things because they're so verbal. Yeah. Men go through the exact same things, mm. but they're not allowed to have those feelings. They're not allowed to be human because society says men are like this and a real man has got to be a b c d e f g right so you guys are at this huge disadvantage because it's like you've created an expectation that women have of men i i'm guilty of it i would look at my husband like he's got it all together he's got it all figured out and when my husband and i started getting really transparent and vulnerable with each other in our marriage i'm like what? <laughs> you mean you cry? You yeah. mean you, you're struggling with things sometimes? Or you, you know, and I'm like, it was an eye opener, guys. I was like, men are just human, just mm -hmm. like women. And there's no S on your chest. There's no, you know, you're just, you, you guys are Academy Award winning actors. Mm. Men are trained to from the time they're young to suck it up never cry right i mean hide your truest emotions your deepest truest truest emotions you do not share typically the only time men are very you know get vulnerable or even show their truest feelings or thoughts is with a woman not always a love interest a mother a sister 
right, an aunt, then they're the love of their life they will become vulnerable with. But beyond that, it's like, so women drank the Kool-Aid and believe that men have it all. He, you're supposed to be like this. You're supposed to be Superman. Yeah. You're supposed to make everything better. You're supposed to solve my problems. You're supposed... Because that's kind of what we've been sold on since we were little girls is that it's the knight in shining armor, right? It's the fairy tale and the guy. And in the meantime, you guys are just like us. You're just trying to figure things out, you mm -hmm. know? And so to answer Chris's question, it's twofold, right? It's, a, it's the flip side of the coin. Do women have too high of expectations or have we been programmed to have those expectations and men continue along that that line because they bolster that right by how you guys act and how you guys handle things so both is my answer women have too high of expectations but men also are just not exactly who we think they are but this is how these situations develop right where She's going to end up getting her feelings hurt because she didn't listen to what you said. And when you said, I'm not really looking for anything serious right now, men mean that yeah. when they say, if that comes out of a man's mouth, he means it. Women kind of ignore that communication, right? They'll say, well, he, he led me on or he was lying. No, think back on some of the things he said. And he was saying it, but he's trying to also gauge it to where you don't cut them off you know a woman won't just stop dealing with you because you come right out and she thinks you're just really not available so men are always kind of walking this thin line trying to monitor and manage women's emotions but at the end of the day time do not overpromise. a really good friend of mine who used to be a big time player he told me that <laughs> he told me Legend. that less is more stop he said we're People mess up is talking too much, sharing too much, talking too much, over-promising, um, giving too much access, too many details. In other words, a lot of the time men and women are guilty of that, of kind of like sharing stuff that's not pertinent. If you know that you're dating three people, right, and you there's a couple people you're interested in, you're kind of vetting and qualifying, don't be talking about future plans, with someone, when you know you're dating someone else, that it could develop into something with her, but you really like her too, and you're still in that process of vetting and qualifying, don't be talking about taking vacations together. Don't talk about anything futuristic. Women take that as he's really planning his life with me or planning things with me. They they learn that from these magazine articles, okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's planning. He, he talks about our future together. No, I just wanted to go to Cabo, yeah, but yeah, 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 <laughs> and I didn't yeah. want to go alone, but yeah. they don't see it that way, right? Mm. So it really comes down to keeping it light and casual and just having fun, you know, which means that it's not sexual because the minute I tell people all the time, I'll have women be like, oh, we're just friends. I'm like, no, y'all aren't just friends because you're screwing. Yeah. yeah. You're screwing. Yeah. So how, how there's nothing more intimate than sex. So yeah. how in the world is this just your friend, but you guys are having sex? Mm. Those two don't go together, right? Yeah. If you guys are messing around, and that's the number one thing with men, this is where it was so hard for you guys because you're so, real talk, I'm going to have a real transparent moment for a second, okay? So I'm like premenopausal. I hit my 40s and like my hormones started going crazy and I started going to this doctor. She gave me these natural like uh, 
testosterone supplement, like to boost my testosterone because my testosterone level was too low. That's what was off with me, which is not normal, but it was off. This testosterone hit me, Mm y'all. Y'all ain't hearing me, okay? Yeah, welcome to our life. Right. Yeah, boom. I was like, it's like, yeah. Like, this is, I mean, where can I get it next? (laughs) And obviously, my levels were super not, this was not on a man's level. Like, uh, an average man has 20, 10 to 20 times the amount of testosterone in their bloodstream than a woman. Yeah. So the level I was at was just kind of like extra healthy woman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Imagine me back in my twenties, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. I'm on a ride right I mean, my husband was looking like a whole snack. Okay. I'm looking at him cleaning. I'm looking at him bending over. I mean, I'm looking at him like, I will jump you right now. Like, where are the kids at? Right. And I'm like, this is how men feel. And it, and, but 10 to 20 times that. Yeah. And I told my girlfriends, I was like, y'all, I have a whole different level of sympathy for men right now at this point. <laughs> Because I would like be scrolling across Facebook and I would see some fine dude and I'd be like, ooh. Duh. And I was like, what are you doing, Duh. Rebecca? Like, what is wrong with you? You know, yeah. like I it you're literally like super sexually charged up, right? Yeah. And so what's difficult with you guys is what attracts you to someone is gonna be the physical to yeah. even initially talk to them. But then the one thing that gets you in trouble is that you're sexually attracted to them and you want to have sex. Mm-hmm. And trying to be casual and not lead someone on and not get too deep into something, that doesn't go together, mm-hmm. right? So the very thing you're driven to do, driven biologically, I don't care what your faith is, I don't care who you are, biologically men are driven to have sex. And that little testosterone test I'm telling you guys about yeah. right now, driven. Yeah. It is part of your makeup. God made you this way, yeah. right? And there's just no way around it. And so you guys have it, it's, it's rough. If you're really not wanting to go there, this is why you have men that will be sleeping with one woman, but they're dating other women, but they keep that one woman they're sleeping with. And women don't understand that. Like, wait, but... I, but so... One of the things I've learned over time is that a lot of the time men will still be sleeping with somebody all the way up while they're dating someone they're very serious with. But if they're abstinent and the women who are celibate and abstinent don't want to hear that. Mm. Right. Because that is like, what's wrong with these men? They're not built like us. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, sometimes women get that the knowledge that, oh, he was still sleeping with his ex or still sleeping with someone all the way up till we got engaged or all. This is really common, you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of stuff that breaks women's hearts because they're like, how could he love me? How could he be we be you know ready to be getting married? And he was still that drive, mm-hmm. you know? And it I I look at any man that abstains based on my feelings from when I was hopped up on testosterone. Okay. Any man that abstains, I I feel like you you're on a whole nother level. <laughs> you're just on a whole nother level. It, it There's going to have to be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, you're going to have to be so deeply committed in, to that thing. You know what I'm saying? It's going to have to be, it's spiritual. Yeah. It's going to have to come from something real deep to overcome that natural drive that God puts in you to have sex. Mm. So that's why there's just not a whole lot of men that are abstinent, period. Yeah. Now that's a, I think, 
what you keep on going back to that I think is just so powerful is to be able to understand the uniquenesses of each gender. I feel like that's just, that's a, that's an education that a lot of people really, yeah. really lack, especially because you have like romance novels and movies and TV shows that create these false caricatures of right. these individuals in which these are not what, who they really are in real life. No. So for, let, let's say a young woman right now, mm-hmm. And she says, you know, okay, my expectations might be a little unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say are some healthy, realistic expectations that she should have for men in general? I would say that women need to date a little bit more like men. Women need to date a little bit more like men. Um, lead a little bit more towards being attracted to someone initially, right? Um because when you're married or when you're in a committed relationship, you are going to hit hurdles. You're going to hit, you're going to go through really difficult times. And if you're not really attracted to your partner, I'm talking about on a sexual level, a physical level. If you're not attracted to them, you'll want to walk away. But there, there, that sexual physical element is so crucial in a relationship because it keeps you connected, mm-hmm. keeps you bonded to someone. So if women would lean a little more towards the physical and say, oh, he's cute. He's got, I I call it the kissable test, right? It's not that he has to be like Boris Kojo, right? (laughs) But if you're sitting across the table from him at a date and you look at him and his energy and his vibe and his look is the, would be enough that you could say, I could see myself kissing him. Like I could (laughs) see myself kiss him, right? Yeah. Don't go there with sex and the whole shebang. I'm yeah. saying just don't imagine him without his clothes on. You don't have yeah. to do all that. I'm saying just kissable. Because that's, for a woman, the that initial kind of litmus to say, is there an initial attraction that could be built on? Because women truthfully fall in love with what they hear and how a man makes them feel. It's not... It's not mostly physical. It's really how a man makes a woman feel. The problem is a lot of the time that a man doesn't even get that chance to kind of win a woman over mm-hmm. because <laughs> he doesn't. She does. She's so closed off because she's he's not my type. Yeah. So now he can't get in her ear and get in her head to eat, to where she's. You all of a sudden you start looking real cute. You know mm-hmm. when you get in when you start talking to him, you start you give me you, a chance. Give me That's a chance. That's all I ever asked for. Rebecca. Now. Listen, listen. I because when I was single, I, I had a couple dating experiences where I, I there was one guy I, I dated, and and for initial looks wise, I was like, mm-mm. you know, I ain't feel. But he was smart. He was a businessman. Anything with business for me is like we we go together. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. love talking about business, and it, and so our conversations just he would get me with this conversation. Man, I kept dating him and dating him. And and next thing you know, he's looking cuter and cuter mm-hmm. to me because he, his whole energy and his spirit was so beautiful. And it was just like, we just vibed. And I'm sure people would look at us and be like, how did they, did he? <laughs> you know, I mean, real talk, right? Yeah. Like, that's how you see, when you see people that aren't really, you know, they're mismatched or not really that looking that compatible physically, you're like, how did that happen? But I really liked him, Right. But it taught me a lot about the female brain to understand that when we emotionally connect with someone, they immediately begin to become more physically attractive to us. Mm-hmm. So my husband's like the most beautiful man on earth to me, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay, <laughs> okay? Like, that's my boo. <laughs> but 
So if a woman would kind of lean a little bit more towards physical while while lowering some of those expectations around education and finances um, to say, you know, I think easing up a little bit on such strict expectations around exactly how much money he makes or exactly how tall he has to be or exactly how much education he has. I mean, I've met so many men over the years that didn't even have high school degrees or a bachelor's degree, but they had five times as much money as me, right? Because nowadays with entrepreneurs and everything else, I mean, it's not even really about education. But there's a lot of young women or in women period who will just cut a man off as soon, oh, he doesn't have a bachelor's degree. I can't date him. What? What does that have to do with us connecting and being able to have a great life together? It has nothing to do None of that stuff matters. But this also goes to my point why I think a lot of the time women and men are now getting more into their 40s before you find this. Like my, I was 39 when I met my husband and I've been married previously, but I've never loved a man the way I love my husband. And and this is like the greatest love of our lives, right? Like that, that real life love, soulmate love. And but we we both agree we wouldn't have been ready for this in our 20s you know we wouldn't we wouldn't have been able to connect your priorities are so different when you're younger so you're you're trying to fit your ideal model of what you how you want things to be and so but as you get older what you want changes what's really important changes. And, and so now it's like, well, you don't really need to have to have a booty <laughs> like J-Lo. Yeah. You know, maybe if it's just a little bump, yeah. you know, if he, because she's sweet and she's cool and she's fly and she's smart and maybe a little, a little bump is good. Yeah. You know, I can deal a with a little, little bump. bump. <laughs> you know, I mean, but real talk though, right? Because a lot of the time men get those little things that they say is does it for them and like they got to have that. I had one client, I had a male client, you guys. He was big. He liked big booty Judy's. I mean, big booty Judy's. He. What are you looking at? He was stuck <laughs> on big booties, and he couldn't. And and he, you know, it was like he had this appetite. Yeah. Right. Right. You just looking right at him. Like literally, it was like his thing, and yeah. there was just no getting by it. He couldn't get over it, but yet he would ba- pass up so many really great women. And the big booty Judy's weren't good for him. Like they. They aren't. Because of their (laughs) bodies, they get a lot of attention from men. Mm -hmm. They get. So now there's a level of entitlement. There's a level of expectation and high maintenance there that hasn't (sighs) been earned. It's just about body. It's just about looks. I mean, real talk. We know this is real, you guys. And so. So then you could be like this really nice, great guy, but big booty Judy's used to dating athletes. And she's used to dating men with money and they're tricking off and, you know, and and throwing money at her. That almost happened to me in Atlanta when I, I've been here for 15, 16 years. In my 30s, you know, I started dating after I got divorced and men do the absolute most. Oh, please explain. (laughs) Yeah. For the female listeners, y'all, I understand. It's like, I started dating, no lie. And the men, I mean when they were really trying to get you, like really get you, they were they will do the most. They're trying to fly you here, wine and dine you, trips, I mean, clothes, shopping, 
I, I met this one man. I hadn't even been talking to him a week. This is back before you, you remember when um, emailing money first came out? Do you remember like like how you can quick pay? Yeah, yeah. That, this is back money. before the apps, you guys. Okay. This is when like with Chase Bank, you could email oh, yeah, and yeah, send yeah. money to people, yeah. right? I get this email. It's like three Gs. Mm. And I'm like... Ladies, if you want to send me three Gs. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, no lie. And I mean, we'd only been talking like a week, but he'd flown back in town. He was out of town on business. He flew back in town just to have our first date with each other. He was crazy about me on the first date. And he literally sends me an email and sent me like three G's like a few days later and was like, I want you to just spend this on you. I don't spend it on the kids. Just we can't compete with that. <laughs> and literally, and listen, Not yet. <laughs> that, that had never happened to me, you guys, right? I've been married most of my life. Yeah. I, I didn't know about this single life. You know, I was like green, yeah. you know? And I'm like, this is what they, what? <laughs> You know, and of course, I really start trying to give him a chance and start trying to date him because, you know, you get it. It's hard to explain, but it's almost like. It's like an expectation. Yes. So I date him. That doesn't end up working out. Um, I date another guy, ex-athlete, every kind of imaginable luxury car, multiple properties. So we know this athlete. You know, flying around, (laughs) right? Yeah. So. That wasn't my lifestyle, but yet I'm hanging out with him. And so now you're in these houses, you're in these cars, yeah. you're on these flights, you're doing all. And, and, and then the part of me, that's the God, right? The spirit inside of me. I was really liking him. I was really digging him. Right. But then I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I, because they shine you on so quick, you kind of can lose focus on what's real or what's important and I start asking questions right I'm like so you know where's this going what did it and I didn't like his answer <laughs> right and I was like no this this ain't going nowhere right yeah. this is not what I'm looking for and I, I broke it off with him not that we were together like boyfriend and girlfriend even though that's definitely how it felt what I really began to realize is there's probably nine other women just like me that he's doing this with mm-hmm. and this little bit of money or whatever he's doing with me is nothing ain't to nothing. him when people have money ain't checking if you got it it exactly like the three thousand dollars from the like dude, thirty dollars that was nothing to him do you know what I'm saying yeah. so sometimes it, as women when you're not used to that guys can you imagine being a a young lady and men start doing treating you this way and doing these kind of things you you now start to have these levels of expectation I'll never forget after the the athlete guy I um I was on the phone with my guy friend the player dude, right <laughs> yeah. he was like my best guy friend, right yeah. and I was like I had gone out on a date that night with a guy who was like an engineer and a professor I like smart yeah, yeah. right <laughs> And so, you know, he was like, oh, how'd the date go? Da, da, da. And I was like, mm, you know, it's okay. And, and he was like, why was, what, what, you know, you don't sound too excited. You didn't like him. I said, well, he, you know, he drives a Ford Explorer. And, and, and I was like, you know, he just, you know, he seems like a nice guy, but I'm just not really feeling it. And he was like, what did you say? <laughs> I said, you know, he seems like a nice guy. She, he said, no, no, no. Before that, what did you say about what he drives? Yeah. I said, he drives a Ford Explorer. And he was like, Rebecca, that's not you. Mm. He's like, I don't want, he was like, he stopped me dead in my tracks and was like, no, 
No, no, no. And he checked me so hard and was like, that is not you that I've never heard you talk like that before. You've never been like that. I don't want you to be like one of those women. You know, it was like that big brother almost kind of checking yeah. you for a second. And if and if he hadn't done that in that moment, I wouldn't even have realized that I was slipping over that slope. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, real talk, we get corrupted. You know, mm. and it's because the men come on so strong. And I, and next thing you know, that level of treatment or that level of lifestyle was becoming an entitled expectation that I was putting in place. I mean, I see it a lot with men because of money. Uh -huh. Because you've got the guys who have been nerds, who were you know, not popular in high school and college, who didn't get the girls, but they were smart, right? Now they're coming into their late 20s and 30s. That tech done popped off, that company's popped off, or the Endeavor, whatever, right? Or their their corporate, um, you know, aspirations have come to fruition, you know, and they're doing really well. And now they don't have the social skills, right, to be able to navigate women. It's not like they learned really how to do that. But the success and the money is there and that attracts certain types of women. Mm -hmm. And so now they get corrupted because now this money now gives them access to women that would never even give them a second look if it wasn't for status. Mm -hmm. And they get messed up, too, and they get hurt because, you know, now they say, I just want a, a real woman and a woman's going to love me. But yet now you want someone who looks like a fitness model. Mm. But who would, and I, and I would always ask men that, if it wasn't for status or money, who would genuinely like you for you? To where if tomorrow everything was gone, who's going to be in that studio or one bedroom apartment with you and waking up looking at you, loving you for you and grateful for you? I've been saying this for you. <laughs> but most yeah. oftentimes, truthfully, that's someone who is very much on your same level. And and men and women don't really like that. They everyone's reaching higher than where who they are or where they are at currently. How do you know your level? Um, I would say it takes a lot of brutal honesty, right? Look at your own financial status. Look at your own credit score. Look at your own looks. My husband and I, when we met each other, it was very comparable. We fell in love, you know, in the middle of recovering from bad divorces. He was probably about 10, 15 pounds overweight. I used to only be about 10, 15 pounds <laughs> overweight, right? Like we were very comparable. I mean, very much on the same general level, right? And we fell in love and in spite of things not being perfect in each of our lives and saying, okay, we really, but we genuinely love each other for who we are. Now, of course, more money comes and more everything comes and you're great, but you, you love the person you're with because it wasn't built on status and money and, you know, image and all of that stuff. So truth be told, you know, I think men need to be needed. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I think that what works for most men, and this is why things are so difficult now, um, is that men still need to be in a position where they are provider, protector, priest, they, they're covering. Men are built to lead. They're built to, um, to, be, to be depended upon. There's an, an innate need you guys feel 
you never feel better than when you are needed and you're helping in some capacity for those that you love, that you are doing for them and they rely on you. And I believe after this next book I write, I'm probably going to end up writing a book that's about marriage because mm-hmm. like I, I've mentioned, it's been an adjustment for me, right? My husband pays 90% of the bills and the money I make, we use as investments and goes into savings. But there's, I believe that that's kind of difficult for women nowadays, you guys, right? Like most women are going to struggle to say, we're going to really live on your income, which means our lifestyle is on your level of your income. But that innately makes a man feel like a man, Mm. right? Yes. (laughs) My husband is like, I'm the man, right? And and then it also, I have an innate need to be protected. Women have an innate need to be provided for. And so there's an innate need that's met for me. But but if I'm acting like superwoman and independent, like I don't need him, then my need's not getting met and his need is not getting met either. Mm -hmm. So what's difficult nowadays is that women are making so much money that now the expectation, the average man, I think, with a bachelor's degree makes like $50,000 a year. Average. Which means these expectations that women have that men should be making six figures. Yeah, maybe if he's like 45. Yeah, yeah. But in your 20s and 30s? Yeah. That is not your average. It's not even your average 45-year-old, guys. Mm-hmm. It's So it's it it becomes difficult in these scenarios for men to be able to be men and women to be women because even though our society and culture has changed so much, the needs we have innately as men and women haven't changed mm. so much. Chris is just shaking yeah. I don't even know what to say. Nah, that's good. I mean, I, 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 I know feeling like this. A lot of knowledge, a lot of things to think about. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, just like being around certain events that we've been over, mm-hmm. um, just looking in a room full of women that just like, they just want to be loved, you know? They do. And if sometimes I see what some of the speakers be saying and I see their reactions and it breaks my heart. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like, dang, like that is true. I do do that. Or yes, this guy has hurt me and vice versa. And it's just like, man, like, the need for love is so real. Mm-hmm. And just like, you right. know, I'm trying to like, and we're trying to get like people as much knowledge mm-hmm. as they can possibly get because um, we need it, you know? And I don't like, I don't like seeing that room full of women just like, ah! Well, I think the majority of time men and women friend zone, they're perfect. The person that would pra- be practically perfect for them. The person that loves you and loves you for you and, a lot of the time, that person gets kind of friend zoned, and because they don't look good enough. Because the the physical, yeah, maybe it doesn't fit exactly what you imagine for yourself physically, or for women, it's the finances and you know, kind of the status and all that stuff plays into it. Um, but your best partner in life, and who's going to love you, is going to be your best friend. Yeah, you know. And- how do you balance that with? I'm sorry for cutting you off. Like, how do you balance that with like sexual attraction? Because it's like. Obviously, like I have Chris is one of my best friends, but I'm not sexually attracted to Chris, you know? Like John Mark's one of my best friends. But so like you said, like a part of it is a sexual attraction. Mm-hmm. So then 
if there is a woman who's like, yeah, she's she can't be your best friend, but there's just nothing there. It's like looking at a man. Yeah, you can't do it. Okay, then. cool. Just, just yeah, don't, don't try to do not try yeah. to make it be there if it's not. If it's you need chemistry, yeah. you do. But a lot of the time, what people do psychologically is close something off in their mind and not even give it a chance. And especially when it comes to women. A lot of the time they can have this guy that's like their best guy friend and they're just so closed off to it. No, he's not my type. Mm-hmm. But the moment you kind of crack that door open, it's they start to see him differently and see him in a different light. I can't tell you how many women I've known over the years who end up marrying their best friend. Mm. And they're so happy because this guy is really perfect for them, you know. Um, but I sit, I when it comes, like when I met my husband, like I'm telling you guys, on the first date, I'm looking at him like, cooking, yeah. right? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that goes a long way. So guess what? I'm not going to be quite as picky about finances. I'm not going to be quite as picky about baby mama and, and his credit score. or Because at the end of the day, I like who I wake up to every morning. I wake up looking at my husband like, yeah. I get to wake up to you every day. Yeah. I really like who I wake up to every day. We really vibe and we have fun. We have fun doing nothing. Yeah. We have, you know, our first dates were like picnics and like ice creams and you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. just had fun together. And if you've been dating a lot, you know, I had dated a lot. That's how I became a relationship expert. I just went on dates. I listened to men, mm-hmm. right? And that is so precious. It is so, I mean, you can't put, it's priceless. If you just can, if you just genuinely like someone, you like their energy, you like their smile, you like being around them. That's the kind of foundation you can build with somebody. Like at the end of the day, I mean, you can get money together, right? You can build your credit together. All those things are, you can do whatever you set your mind to do, especially as a couple, two are more powerful together. You can do whatever you want to do. It's more important that the chemistry, the love, the connection, the likability, the fun factor is there because life is hard enough. You're out here trying to make this money, working, you know, your parents getting older. I mean, you're going to deal with a lot of stuff as you get older. And it's like your partner needs to be someone who makes that a little easier as you're going forward. Man, there's been so much wisdom yeah. <laughs> and so much, so much great knowledge that you provided for us. So we want to be respectful for your time. So if there's a message in closing that you would like to give men and women that you've learned from your years of not only coaching and encouragement, but also from your own relationships and your own marriages, what would be some of your, your best tips of being able to find the right person to spend your life with? I would say work on yourself. Be the happiest version of you that you can be. Do what you love, be fulfilled personally. Then as you vet and qualify and meet people, you're entertaining people through dating. Determine whether that's a fit for who you are and where you're going. If you could see yourself enjoying life with this person, give it a chance, right? But give each person a chance as you get to know them instead of feeling like it has to meet so many different expectations Uh, based on things that are not real. At the end of the day, my husband and I wake up to each other every day. We go to sleep with each other every day. And the outside world doesn't really matter because it's just us. Because at the end of the day, you only have each other. It's us against the world. 
And that's the kind of ride or die love, the type of connection commitment that you want is to be able to go through life with somebody that you know genuinely gets you, understands you, and loves you, which means that there's an element of friendship and love, unconditional love that comes into that in the same way you have for your friends and and family, right? Not just friends, but family. We don't just write people off. When we love them, and they're especially when they're blood, you don't you don't you don't just walk away, right? You are there for the long haul. You're there to make it work. And if we can approach love and relationships and from that perspective to open ourselves up to love on that greater level, I believe that our romantic relationships would be you know much deeper, much more fulfilling. That's awesome. I want that. <laughs> so, we're, we're, Rebecca, where can they find you at? Where can they reach out to you and connect with you at? I am Rebecca Lynn Pope on everything. You can just Google it and you can go from there. You yeah. can find me on YouTube, Instagram, everything. Just Rebecca Lynn Pope. That's Perfect. awesome. Perfect. Rebecca, thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Just so much wisdom, guys. Yes. Remember how we get down the podcast, guys. Make sure you go to Instagram, Twitter, wherever you can. Access Rebecca. Send her a message. Let her know what about the podcast stood out to you guys. As always, leave a review on iTunes to let us know how you're really enjoying the podcast. And Chris, I enjoyed myself today. No, it was really good. Man. She was amazing. One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorites for sure. So as I said to begin the podcast, it's your boy Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show, baby. And we are joined by... Rebecca Lynn Pope. And we are the roommates, guys. As always, guys, don't forget to reach out. We love you. We love you. Love you. We see you on Thursday on Patreon. Ooh. And adios. Ooh.